Hello everyone, I'm Jen and welcome to another episode of Monogamish Pod. On this week's episode, we are celebrating the 100th episode of Monogamish Pod and I could not be happier to have the person who started it all with me back on the pod this week. That's right, Sham is here to give you an update on his life, we reminisce about some of our favorite episodes and we end up having a conversation about Agua Papi, if you know you know. So, without further ado, to celebrate this season finale and 100th episode, Here's my conversation with Sham. Hello, everyone. I'm Jen. Welcome to the episode of Monogamish Pod. On today's episode, I have got a guest. I have family. I have Monogamish Pod family here today. You may recognize the voice as the person who was on the other end of the microphone with me for quite a while and has disappeared into the ether, being married. Living life, living, oh hope falling into pussies all over the world. I don't know what they're doing. I'm kidding. Sham is back to celebrate the 100th episode of Monogamish Pod, and I'm excited. <laughs> um, hope some people, hope everybody remembers my voice was here. Yes, yes. So we're happy to have Sham back. We're catching up. Sham and I have not actually laid eyes on each other. Yeah. In a year at this point, a year or so. Like it, it really, it would have been August. 2021 the last time i saw you because that's yeah, when i left jamaica again and yeah and when we're doing the podcast of course we had more regular i guess the world opened like upside oh, so i was like outside more so there was less like extended chat over the internet mm-hmm. and yeah just no way because hey travel is, exp- travel is expensive and then you know, i moved from florida to dc at this time period i did a lot of stuff like we've both had a lot going on in life those of you on the podcast know yeah some of what goes on with me because I tell y'all some things and so I figured let's find out what Sham's doing let's let Sham update y'all on what's going on with him so I can tell you Sham was married I think people remember that had the <laughs> wife what is happening right now yeah no the wife picture you know happy to say uh still happily married still happily uh, you know so that hasn't changed so that's not why I left so I'm still uh thinking. so our relationship is about the same, but just evolved in in the last year or so. Outside kind of opened back up, and that became a thing again. And what me and the wife realized while locked down is that she didn't love outside that much, and I realized I really love outside. So the dynamic has kind of changed, where you, yep. usually we'd go to like parties and clubs and whatever together a lot and now it's a lot more i go out a lot and then she stays home or she hangs with like a few friends at a time and so that has kind of changed the dynamic where people would see me out and because they see me a lot either alone with like one or two friends funny enough I usually go out with a, with a female friend and people would wonder it's like some people that see when i'm single I actually had to explain it to someone recently like so I've made a bunch of like new friends and because so I kind of have to be a little bit more out with people now just to explain why I'm behaving the way I'm behaving. Like I've gotten a cute couple, wait a minute, aren't you married? I'm like, yeah. And like, it's cool. Don't worry. It's not like an issue. Cause then it's some, so there are still times when she will come up, she, so when she's there, so they'll just be like, wait a minute, but your wife is here this time and he's not acting any different. How is this? I kind of got to explain to them. So yeah. That's uh, the main thing that's been happening. Just me trying to, trying to go, trying to, uh, also me, and you know, yeah. So this, the, the one, you know, everything else is just, yeah, like, you know, you got a little here and there, but you know, no official second partner or third partner just yet, but you know, no. So, and that's another part of it because I am going out more is, you know, tends to be left at home, but not home alone. So if I'm going out. Then she will find someone else. Like, yeah, I, you know, I'm gonna be home out till like two a.m. She wanna be so she gonna be somewhere else till two a.m. or you know six a.m. Whatever. So yeah, that's an interesting change to the dynamic. That's and uh, yeah, no other big changes that I. Can... Oh, I do remember that you changed oh, yeah. jobs. The companies, but I went from like a smaller accounting firm, moved up to this like top bank, even though working like the finance division. So don't by by trade, I guess. And now I'm working in a bank under mm-hmm. like investment stuff. Basically, I count rich people's money. So I always like to put it. And yes, 
you know, increased income. Nice, got a little big. We're in a bigger house now. I don't know. Again, y'all didn't see my house before. But just know it's it's bigger and better now. So I guess I've also moved, but a much smaller distance because yeah, Florida to DC, that's a big jump. So yeah, so moving on up little by little. That's great. You're out here, new job, yes. new house, same wife. Just out here, not whining I mean, like you're single, but also whining you like you're single in these streets. And I think it's interesting how yes. the pandemic changed a lot of dynamics, right? So we started this podcast right before the pandemic began. And oh, so, so we were tired. outside, then we were yeah. all inside for a long time. And you are definitely an extrovert compared to myself and the wife. So I think I probably yeah. go out more than the wife generally, like overall, if we're looking like an overall number. But I'm also pretty much an inside person. And I also go out by myself a lot. So I'm the kind of person who'll be like, oh, I'm going to go to happy hour at this place yeah. I know. And I'll just go alone. <laughs> Talk to the bartenders and I'll be fine. And I know the wife doesn't do that as much. She prefers to go with like one and or two people. Funny enough, she won't even go out with me by myself because I'm partying hard with like people up the front who are going crazy. And she just kind of wants to be in a corner with a drink. So she'll only come to like five other friends that we know who are more chill are coming because, you know, I'm the partier. I want to be in the center of everything. As a reminder, Sham is an Aries. I that how that works. the wife and I are both Scorpios. <laughs> so this should tell you a little bit about what this dynamic is like. I haven't done Sham's chart on this show, but we'll mm -hmm. talk about the chart off air. I'm here for it. Yeah. So Sham listens to the podcast. He knows what's going on with me, but he also knows like privately what goes on with me. So I guess I will do a little update for people who for some reason are falling in on the 100th episode i don't know why i was seeing somebody some time ago and that stopped happening i am technically still seeing someone right now but i don't know for context when i say seeing someone it's not uh, new i've been seeing them for like two years okay and i admit this out loud very rarely very rarely because I'm usually kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm just seeing somebody. It's cool. It's whatever. But we've been seeing each other for two years. They're not my mm. partner. They're just somebody that I am seeing. And that's fine. Exploring kink stuff. Had some experiences here in the DMV that are great. Looking into diving more into kink in 2023. Once I get my schedules balanced out, because you also know your girl works 50, 11 jobs. So one job has me traveling all over the world. The other one has me like glued to my computer all the time. And then this job of making a podcast, it's also not easy. So there is that. There are a lot of things that happen with me. I can tell you, though, this is like a thing we can talk about. Oh, damn. I haven't had sex how's in like that, six months. How's that going for you? Yeah. There are no cobwebs. I That's checked good. just That's this good. morning and it seems fine. <laughs> seems like it's going well. And it's not for any particular reason. Sometimes you just don't feel sexual. And I just wasn't feeling sexual for a while. And then now I'm like vaguely feeling that way again, but I'm going to be yeah, with my yeah, yeah. Mm. harem, my friends <laughs> who service me in the next month. So I will be able to be serviced. Just, I just see you walking into a room and be like, all right, I'm here. Service me. Have your way with me. Do with me what we must. That's part of one of my things, right? That's on my bucket yeah, list to just be service like talking to everyone just have me be serviced by multiple people but then i remember that i don't like all the people at the exact same time right so even if you're in the harem it doesn't mean i want to sleep with you every day it doesn't mean i want to sleep with you in conjunction with someone else mm -hmm. you know what i mean so if there are five people in the harem there's rarely a day oh, where okay. all five people could get this it is, you know it's like saying? a math equation it's like you all know? right there are five if johnny has five apples if jen has five partners one can't get it um, on this day, but maybe not one by themselves. But these two together, maybe on this day, depending on, you know, the circumstances and so on. Yeah. yeah. The moon alignment, the wave formations, all of that stuff. So th that's just how I've operated. And so it's interesting, like, being so removed from sex and sexual encounters for the past six months. And then knowing I'm going to a situation yeah. where yeah. I can get dick anytime that I want. Interesting. I'm sure it's going to be like it, a, I don't know, not a culture shock, but like a, it's like one extreme to the other. It's like no dick, then just all the dicks. 
Yeah, yeah, that's really what it is. And it's not like I don't have prospects in the DMV. It's not like any of those things. I just don't. It's not the same with someone new. I just don't. Yeah. Yeah, your girl is lazy. I don't like new partners. I just like to keep things like classic. You know exactly what you're going to get. And yes, I'm open to newness. I'm open to the possibility. But because of how I experience sex and sexual attraction and orientation, like I just, it's not the forefront of my mind anymore. When I was younger, for sure. When I was in my grief Uh, hole phase, phase, for fucking sure. It was like, (laughs) stuff. Stuff me, creamy, whatever. Like, I was ready for anything. Now, I'm only ready mm. to be stuffed by certain particular people on certain days of the week. Stuff me, creamy, you know, coat, coat <laughs> me, whichever one. Yeah. You know, they're memories, memories attached to all these things. But we're here, we're queer, right. we're out in the world, we're doing whatever we need to do. So, as a part of what's happening for the 100th episode, I guess we're walking a bit down memory lane. And like some of our favorite episodes that have happened yeah. across all three seasons. And Sham and I were discussing this before mm-hmm. we started recording because we're trying to pretend that we're prepared and whatever. But it, there, there's quite a few on the list that we went through from. A lot of them were actually in season two because I think season one, we were still yeah, finding Yeah, season our one, we were making up while we we're going along. I mean, they're still fun, but you could tell we're just kind of like, all right, what is this podcasting thing that we're doing? Yeah. And I think season two is where we found like a direction of like interviewing people and like talking about certain things like in the off episodes. So I think one of my favorite season one episodes, of course, would have been when we brought Kevin Patterson on, who is Polly role models, because, you know, he was like the most famous person yeah. we'd ever had on the podcast. Yeah, but it was point that kind of us trying to figure it out just based on articles and stuff that we've read and so on. But then this was one of the first times we had someone who just literally knew everything and could have speak to us directly about all these things from like his head and his own research and all that stuff. So this is definitely good. And it was one of the first times I was like, we're really doing this. We've got a, yes. we've got a whole ass show. <laughs> yeah. That's what it felt like. Cause like even people that I'd interviewed before that, cause I'd interviewed two people before that. And that again, I was not someone who was strong at interviewing in the beginning. So it was figuring it out. So I had Katrina Jackson, who is a cool person who is a dope author who writes non-monogamous and polyamorous romance novels. And I also had Six, who was like a a sex astrologer for, oh, I forget what the brand is right now. And so I'd done those two on my own as, okay, we can try this. We can bring somebody else into this dynamic. There's two of us. We got this. And Kevin was so gracious, so wonderful, just fantastic human being all around. Just this bringing to you, like, say, wasn't the first, the first, like, I guess, expert experts as far as just straight up polyamory is concerned. Yes. And then... My second episode from season one, not going to lie, is then we brought Sheree and Shanae of Black Poly Pride, Polycultural Diversity Alliance on. And it's a fave because, of course, I'm great friends with them to this day. But also, that was like my first foray into internet community for polyamory. And then happening upon their online event, Are Black People Allowed? right away. Happening upon all that stuff and meeting all these great people, like right off the bat, I was like, there's so many dope Black polyamorous people. Let's all be friends. So. Them being there was also really dope for me to have, to know that there was like a Black polyamorous pride event, to know that there were people who were actively getting yeah. together and celebrating in real life. Yeah, definitely. That was one of the first ones that was more, oh, we've made a connection. Like It's more like talking to a couple of friends. We weren't friends yet, but it felt like very casual, felt like someone you would want to talk to after just not in a professional stance necessarily, uh, you know. They were just cool to hang out with. And then it, the connection to our Black people allowed was just like, oh, there is this big world and there is a desire for what we we're trying to do because one of the things we, when we first made the podcast was just, we want there to be more Black and Caribbean, but also just Black voices talking about polyamory because there wasn't that many as far as we knew. It was mostly white people because, you know, it is what it is. And then once we made that connection, it's like, oh, there is... Yeah. There are communities out there and we found some of our people. This is a thing. And it was like a sign that this is a good idea. There is a there is a place for us in this world of polyamory. It felt very welcoming. And despite the fact that yes, I've lived in the US for a million years, I'm still not American. I still don't have American culture as like the forefront of my mind. I still think from my Jamaican culture brain, 
So sometimes I be messaging these people who I'm really mm-hmm. getting up here and be like, why are people acting so weird? Why are they saying such stupid shit? Everyone does it this way. And they're like, no, Jen, everyone does not do it this way. That's your special Jamaican polyamorous brain here. And I'm like, but why? Yeah. Why is everyone yeah. else doing it? That's already like two different cultures in your head working at once, like your polyamorous and your Jamaican, and then trying to mesh those things and then meeting other people who are not both of those things. Yeah. Yeah, I just I'll pick up you. You made it work. They'd be wild. They'd be wild out here. So the other one we liked was, so for those of you who may remember, we were sponsored mm-hmm. by Alt Playground for a period of time. From like the end of season one into like towards the end of season two. And that was an interesting partnership, not in a negative way, just like interesting that connecting with different kinds of people, mainly swingers and other non-monogamous types. And then being invited on a yacht for a boat day just yeah, to hang out with other non-monogamous was just, How do we get here from just, oh, hey, we want to run some ads on your show to come on this boat? And I was like, all right, come on this boat with a bunch of kinky people. And sadly, I, like, if the world was open at the time, I think I would try to go just, just to say I did it. But I was happy that Jen got to, to go out there and, yeah. So that was just a, a moment on its own of this, wow. Talking on these two mics got one of us on a boat randomly on a weekend with some people that we don't know, but it was, a, it was an experience. It was such an interesting sponsor because it was also a social media type thing. So we're in there looking at what they had. And so we got to see like more another community, not necessarily our community, like get more direct involvement with other people and through their page and stuff. Fond memories of all playground. And of course, we actually were hitting it really strong. Like the mid beginning mid of season two and then like the latter part of season two where I think are like our strongest mm-hmm. parts. Because of course we did the yacht day episode talking about the yacht. And then we had the fantastic episode where it was the first time we had I think four people on. So that was you, me, Cherie and Pages talking about consent and digital oh, get down. So much. We talked about peen cream. Yes. We talked so about shadow sex. Oh, you know what? <laughs> One of the first things that happened in that, in that episode, funny enough, I think it was Sherry. She said the episode felt like the vibe you get right before a foursome. I was like, the episode didn't even start good. And we were, we we're already talking about that. Yeah. But that whole thing was just good vibes. We get, we like, we learned. Well, Pages was telling us how he takes his nudes. Let the men who listen know. They got to put in more effort and stuff. And that's how the shadow sex came up, I think. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of things that kind of went into that. Like that that cyber sex, long distance relationship kind of thing with Pages and like their partners mm-hmm. and stuff. And I thought that was like super dope and super interesting. And I've had Pages on the podcast a couple of times after that. Just to talk about different things, like to get to know them more because also they were African. Like they were born and raised in Africa. Oh. Maybe not fully raised, born. And like moved to the U.S. like before they turn 13. They don't Cherie since growing up together. I think being friends for a lot of times. So it was interesting. Like Sham and I have known each other since 2007. Uh, did we meet before that? Hold university. on. The, the Hold years on. Let me think. Questionable. Yeah. So, so 2007 sounds about, because you and I started university the same year. So it'd be 2007. And then yeah. since then, like we've been friends and like Cherie and Paige have known each other from like even before that. So it was an interesting dynamic having yeah. two sets of like old friends come together to just talk about life and polyamory. Yes, and that, to me, so that was great. I that hope they don't agree because it, it, the energy felt like that. But our foursome did not happen, y'all. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> our you foursome know, did not working happen. Working on it, you know, just the, the pieces just couldn't get in the right place at the right time. But, you know, season four, we're working for season four. You know, who knows? Anything is possible. <laughs> who knows? I'm Anything right. is possible. Okay. So then we had our episode, which I think is probably one of Sham's most favorite episodes, yeah. right? With King Noir and yeah, Jetsetting Jasmine, um, episode 13 mm, of season two. That was, well, definitely the first time any episode where I've seen the guest stick. Yeah. <laughs> Not the first for me, though. Yeah. But the conversation <laughs> itself was just a fun, you know, I know Jen was kind of fangirling. Also, I remember that being an, an issue, but she, she held her cool. And they were very, like, just down-to-earth, just cool people. Super famous, awesome, like, sex workers who give great content. They're very good at what they do. And also, yeah. they're just good at talking about things in their space of just like, hey, 
similar to us trying to bring black voices to polyamory and podcasts, um, porn and like just sex work in general. If you're like, a film lover, they make great films. Great films. Oh, let's see. Like I said, season one, oh, we're yeah. finding our legs. We did a lot of weird episodes. Like I argument about in season one that reality oh, yes. shows are not monogamous just by and I still stand by that, by the way. I still stand by theory. Really have a point. True. And Thank funny, you I, I, I remember the first just coming up with episodes talk that we had, and that was one of the first ones. It was like, yeah, you want to talk about reality shows because you love reality shows. You had a whole po- podcast about it. And then I think you made up pretty good that, you know, reality shows are non-magamous, and you did a good job at that. And, of course, we had the, was it Better at the Triad episode? In a similar vein. Yeah. Yeah. Should have been a triad for like pop culture, like famous love triangles mm-hmm. that should have just been a triad and call it a day. Listen, and I would love to think that TV's gotten better, but it hasn't. It's actually failing. Okay. Winked season two. They had the triad set up in season one. We got into season two. The triad fell apart in the first two fucking episodes. Winks, this is the, like, Are you the show kidding about me? the fairies or the, well, it, yeah, 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 it is a show about the fairies, but not the cartoon. It's based on the cartoon, but like yeah, it's, they, a, it's they, adult. They're like, you know, teenagers, like in this prestigious took, took, private school. Which is wild, considering that. Yes. At least everybody was just like 80 years old. It's like 10 years old? It might even be younger than that. Because yeah. these come on a Fox family. I remember that, the Winx cartoon. And it was great, but I don't know. Like, here's what I say. I still stand by that a lot of these love triangle problems could have been solved by just being a triad. Or by one person, just stop pretending that you're straight and just be gay and be honest about it. That's a whole other issue. I said my piece. We keep it moving. Season two, we're back in season two. We did, what episode was that? Let me think about this for a second. There was one that we did where we talked about consent. That was great, right? Zach Bud, because Zach is a consent educator. Zach is also a dominant. So we've had some episodes with him talking about being polyamorous and also being a dominant and just a beaten ass in a with consent. With consent. <laughs> beaten ass with consent. There's a t shirt. <laughs> Putting it but in yeah, the shop right now. That consent episode was very interesting just because I went into it thinking I knew what, con- I mean, I, I do, but not to the level of which it's a part of our daily lives. So I remember coming out of that just rethinking my whole life, not just relationships, not just sex and so on. Because he was just like, yeah, every interaction you have involves consent. So I didn't even know what a consent educator was before. But, well, you sure let us know. Very happy to have him on the show. Sure did. Like, he was fantastic. I don't know how we survived with some of the great uh, conversations we've had. Uh, we also yes. had some weird ones. We've had some weird ones. What What's the one that sticks out for you as the weirdest one that we've had? It on on recording, yeah. everything sounds basically professional, right? But some weird stuff happens sometimes behind the scenes, or we're just kind of like, we can't. Yeah, talk we about definitely this. had can some, we, you know, do? little pause like, are we gonna have to edit some of that out because we're not really sure, or how we're we gonna like present this? Yeah, there were some guests that were just like, you know, was fine in the moment, but like, you could kind of tell. It wasn't going the way we expected. It was good content overall, but still just weird. Like some of those, I wish we did have a video component because there's like one specific moment I can just, like, if you could see our faces when that particular thing happened, like. Mm. I think the big thing was yeah. like, we, we kept it together on camera. Like, I think my eyes, I think both of our eyes like bugged out, but we held it in and we continued on camera. And then once that competition was over, we called each other back on video call immediately. <laughs> Literally, when Shep answered, I said, yeah. what the fuck was that? Uh, see, we don't want to call your names, but you know, if you were here, you probably, you might be able to, to, to suss out which one we're talking about because here's the thing it was actually two individual mm-hmm. things that we i put into one episode and that that kind of because it was two uh-huh. unusual conversations that i thought would go well together i think they we both were. had originally planned for them to be one episode i think we had just recorded them and just like well nope they don't have well the only thing that they have in common is that they're both weird so let's just put them together still made for a good episode i think yeah i mean it's actually a pretty popular episode which is what's so random to me people seem to like it 
So someone asked me about it and I was, but then the person then followed up with, oh, I listened to this episode. I thought it was really good. But here's my real question. Why don't you like having men on your podcast? And I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, yeah, we don't really have men on your podcast <laughs> episodes. And I was like, Sham's a man. I don't, count. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not a guest. Sham's <laughs> a man. They were like, yeah, but you don't really cover the male experience. And I'm like, let's be honest, the women drive polyamory. It's how it works. So I, it was just so interesting that that was the thing that popped up like immediately after that episode. So where are the other men? You have Zach on here, but like you had Kevin that one time, but where are the yeah, other men? They're around. Where are the, hey, men? Where are the hey. men? Also, I love how they were just like, oh, where are all the men? And it was like, oh, Sham's a man. It's kind of like, I got a black friend. It's me. I think it's just because like how you and I were living our lives in the earlier stage of the podcast. Like I was out, I was more out and more open, but because of like the nature of your work and your life, like you have had to be quote unquote more closeted, so to speak. And you're not lying about who you are, but you can't put your face to things and put like your name to certain things the way that I can or the way that I choose to, I guess we can say, yeah. because the repercussions are different for both of us. And so I think that a lot of the men that like you and I were both close to who were doing non-monogamous and polyamorous things had know. similar issues. And the men that didn't, I was kind of like me, like my other groups, I was like, I don't, I don't think so. I think y'all are weird. <laughs> That's the other side of things. Like y'all know I'm judgy. I have no shame in my game. I'd be judgy as shit. So there's that. In season three, I just want to let yeah. y'all know, I brought Dennis. Dennis is great. Dennis is polyamorous. Dennis is Kenyan. And there was a man in season three. And, and you look, should hey, just appreciate it. women will tell you, finding a good man is hard, okay? It's true for podcasts, too. We're out there trying to find good men. And we found, like the army, we found a few good men, and we've had those on. But, yeah. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I also had the other Sham, who is actually Sham. Oh, yeah, Sham. I was supposed to ask about that. <laughs> I was going through the episode, and I was like, wait, Shams? I oh, that's not me. Huh. I've been, I've been replaced. Yeah. I've been... She found an upgrade because it's not even Sham, it's Shams. Or what is it? Shams. Shams. You know what? It's not an upgrade. It's just that Shams is a South Asian Muslim. Mm -hmm. And so we're talking about religion and polyamory. And that, I think, for me was such an interesting... I've been trying to put together religion and polyamory episodes for a long yes, time. Yes, I remember that. Just so y'all know, this is not a secret. And it's like, this is the first one that really fell in the way that I wanted it to. Because I can do a million episodes with Christians... Who are polyamorous in a sense, but I wanted to highlight other religions because Christianity is not the only one. And of course, Christianity is also not a monolith or different sections of Christianity, yeah. right? But I wanted to highlight religions that people don't necessarily think of in a polyamorous way first and like as respectful of women and care and things like that. So brought Shams on first. We talked about being Muslim and polyamorous. And there was a little flirtation happening there. There was a flirtation. Oh. I know Sham was a little bit mm -hmm. jealous, but it's okay. Like I said. Because Sham is my favorite uh -huh. Sham. Likely story. She's moving on up, guys. She's upgrading. She added an S. <laughs> <laughs> Not added an S. But yeah, I did that. And I've talked to Rowdy as well. Rowdy is a part of the Black and Kinky DMV group in DC area. So we talked about Rowdy's journey to polyamory and a little bit about kink and things like that. There were men. <laughs> I, I tried harder this time, I yeah, guess. You tried hard enough. You, you've done your job. More than one man on per season. That's, that's more than enough. Calm down, man. Fine. Oh, my God. That's so right. I have had more than one man per... Sham, look at you coming up. That's that accounting brain <laughs> at work here. Go, man. And yes, if you want more men on the podcast, find us some good men. Find us men with, well, something good to talk about. Because I'm sure there's men who are happy to talk about themselves, but... What are they bringing to the podcast? What do you bring to the table? Correct. Are you a high value man? What do you bring? What do you bring to the table? That's how I feel all the time. Every time men are like, oh, I want to be on the podcast. I'm like, okay, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. And they have nothing to say. They're like, oh, about being polyamorous. I'm like, what about it? What niche thing are you bringing to the show? What experience? That you think, what are you bringing that I need to talk to my listeners about? And it's just like, I have two girlfriends. <laughs> okay. And. I'm just like, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop. I'm like, and... <laughs> And what? And what's next? Oh, they yeah. have two girlfriends, I, or do they? Do they know that they're with their girlfriends? Because sometimes that's missing. Sometimes the context is missing. But it's okay. It's okay. We move through it. I've covered a lot. I think season three was the deepest mm -hmm. season, in a sense where you know, touching on mental health issues, like people who have borderline personality disorder, and so just like 
different kind of personality disorders and how they navigate polyamory. Talking about building metamorph relationships, talking about DS dynamics and how those operate. I talked about a lot of yes, shit. Yes, did. Man, and there were way less episodes this season than the previous season, obviously, because I think I release episodes twice a month. And then for some months, it was like zero times a month. Some months, it was only one time a month. And, and that's what it is. Like, I felt really guilty for season three. I was like, oh, if Sham was here, he would keep me on track. We'd be recording all the time. And then it's also, yeah, but you also need to sleep and eat and work the three full-time Those jobs you have. Yes. It was like... I, I know that Chad would have been like, Jen, we're not recording this week. You need to go to bed. And I'd have been like, no, but the episode's supposed to drop tomorrow. He would have been like, yeah, I'm hanging up. So bye. I remember those conversations. Yes, it was like, you know, got to work till like the very last second, upload at 11.59 just so it co- it's out on the right day. And yeah, Jen would just work herself to the bone. Yeah, don't, you don't need to do all of that. And you know what? This season, quality yeah, over like- quantity. Because the episodes that you did release, like I said, went to a lot of new places a lot more diverse topics and a lot more out there topics that even I, when we first discussed this podcast, didn't, couldn't even fathom as an idea. Like you said, the, the personality disorders and polyamory. That was even back in my head. Now that sounds fascinating. I'm going to look, look that one up. Yeah. So I don't know. I tried. I feel since Sham and I decided that he was going to go get cigarettes. And I was going to keep recording. Mm-hmm. It's probably the best way to describe it, right? I was like, I'm going to go get smoky stuff from the store. You just keep recording this here podcast. And it just went in a whole different direction than I expected. Yeah. Just even, he said, from the beginning, just a different trajectory. And with this 100th episode slash season finale episode, it's interesting, like, seeing where we've come from, yeah. having goofy episodes about what TV show characters should have been triads. Don't worry, I still include those in my regular episode feed. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> talking about these severe issues, like with religion and mental health and wellness and things like that, and how those can affect your polyamorous lives. It feels like we've done something here. Yeah. And it's just thus saying reaching 100 is crazy. Just how many things reach 100? Like, it's like a little podcast that could. Because when Jen came to me and was like, hey, you want to be on the episode 100? I was just like, 100? And it's because how she lists them. She lists them by season. So, you know, you don't really pay attention to what the full count is, depending on the platform you use. So when she said 100, it's like, wow. She really did it. She really been hustling on the grind and got it to 100 episodes and 100 quality episodes, I will say. We also did this together. Yeah. This was not something that I just did mm-hmm. on my own. We both did this together. And let me, thinking about, again, like the little podcast yes. that could, thinking that we we're going to have 10 listeners. Yeah. <laughs> and then now we have like... Oh man, I remember the early days of um, yeah. Anchor... Just the just the how many views came this week, and we were like, oh, one more person listened this week. Oh my goodness, we have a listener in this country, that country, yeah. And then now to be, you know, one hundred episodes later, I'm happy to be, you know, if you're a little engine that could, I'm happy, you know, to be on your caboose, just pushing you along, however I can. Aw, Sham. Aw, of course you'll get your dick sucked <laughs> later. Of course. I mean, I was going for, but I'm not going to <laughs> deny it. Hey. <laughs> You're like, we don't look at gift horse in uh, the mouth. Or we uh, do. One eye, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we're not at 50,000 downloads yet, just so y'all know. We're not at 50,000 downloads, but we're still like 47,800 and something downloads. And part of that is just because consistency has not been the name mm-hmm. for the past season. But that's okay, because this means that when I take this break now for the holidays going into 2023, we can retool the podcast and kind of figure out, okay, what do we want coming to season four? What kinds of conversations do we need to have? Do I need to plot all these guests like in advance and record with them before the season even starts? Because it's looking like, yes, I had a couple of guests drop out on me because also, even though outside is open, COVID is still very yeah. real. So some people got sick with COVID when we were supposed to record. And so I'm not going to force you to record when you have COVID. Definitely not. No, that would be unpleasant for them. Exactly. And for me too. Like I would never like force this to happen if you're sick. And so it was just like, wow, navigating those challenges of the world is open. People are outside. They don't want to be glued to their computers anymore, talking to you for three hours at a time. But also they're still getting sick. It's the need to be cared for. That definitely did help in the early days of getting guests because, you know, everyone was home. What are you going to do? Not call someone randomly on on a Wednesday night. But if you're a listener and, you know, you're a fan, you like what you hear, you know, as they always say. But now it's even more special. Just share the link. 
be weird for them to start at 100. But, you know, it might be good because they'll be like, oh, let me hear what they've been doing for the past 100 episodes. See if I should check them out. So this might be a good introduction for like a new listener, maybe. Even though, again, it would be weird to start at 100, but. It would be a little weird. We'll accept it. And then there will be special merch for the 100th episode. Of course, patrons get early access to that first. They get like a special code for it. You get to see what the merch is going to be. It's going to be dope. And then, of course, everybody else get access to it after the fact. Still doing the newsletter. Newsletter is coming out. Newsletter will be out before the 100th episode drops. So there may be some tidbits in there. If you're not subscribed to the newsletter, monogamishpod.substat.com, there may be some tidbits in I there. Like you also do that. that. Yeah, everyone you, else. You really give yourself so much work. You hear that? I give myself so much work. But you know where I'm slacking? I slack a lot in some things. And so, yeah, try to keep on top of the Patreon. If I'm not, like, putting out bonus episodes, I'm writing posts. I'm trying to to do things. I'm trying to do some stuff just to keep everyone engaged. And this is it for now. There's going to be a hiatus trying to decide, like, how to push forward with season four. Um, Am I going to keep doing every other week? Am I going to be doing once a month? I'm not going back to weekly. That much I can tell you because your girl is tired. No, that's it. Okay? Your girl is tired. We don't want to stress out poor Jen. Correct. We don't want to stress me out. That's fine. But yeah, so we'd be out here doing whatever. So, Sham, what have you watched or read recently that's pinging some polyamory, non-monogamy, should have been here vibes? Like, okay, have you watched Black Panther? Oh, yeah. Too? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, this is not related to polyamory. I just want to clarify here, although it, it could mm-hmm. be. So, Agua Papi, right? <laughs> Agua it's Papi. Sad that Namor. I've never heard his name before, but I knew exactly who you were talking about. <laughs> so, Namor, who is a sim. First of all, Tenel Cuerta, who plays mm. Namor, was like, oh, spoilers from Wakanda forever. I don't think that he meant to kill Ramonda. Like, it just happened. And I'm like, bro, when you throw water bombs at people, what the fuck do you think is going to happen? <laughs> Number one. Number one. Number two, you took Shuri on this whole new world Aladdin kick on the magic carpet, which is actually a diving suit that you killed the person inside of, by the way. And then gave her your mama's bracelet, all this stuff. Then she got rescued, so you got mad and you blew people up. Mm. Fine. And then when she almost killed you, you're like, wow, she's the love of my life. Let me paint some fan art for my bestie Shuri because she's my queen, sir. Yeah, and then, you know, funny if you mentioned that because then... He's all over Shuri. Got some somebody back home. You know, at the end there, like, there was some... She seemed to have kind of... That's that's his oh, niece. That's his, really? Oops, my bad. That, yeah, that's not his wife. But see, that, that's why I brought it up. But here's the thing. He's 600 years old. How many of those little fuckers are his kids? That's my real question. I mean, <laughs> so he definitely got a piece down oh, there. Oh, definitely. But who is it? I mean, 600 years, yeah, a lot of those are his. And like, uh, like they were saying, he's not a king. To them, he's a god. So I'm sure he, he laid those hands on some of his followers, if you know what I mean. <laughs> right. I just, I, so this, is, this is my question. So do you think Shuri would be the anchor partner in this dynamic? Or would it be one of the Agua Mommies? I feel like the, you know, distant situation. I don't see Shuri moving down to underwater, you know. So I don't think she'd be, I think she'd want to be on the outside, not the anchor. She'd want to come in every now and then, see what's happening, get her, get her some of that piece that had to be edited out, as we all saw on Yeah. that Marvel had to confirm. It's like, yeah, no, it's real. We had to, it was too much dick for the TV. I'm sorry. <laughs> dick too bomb. Yeah. Dick too bomb. So yeah, I could definitely see her just being like, no, she's a, a uh, boy, I forgot all my terms. But yeah, she's, you know, she's. She just come in. Every She's now a and comment. There will be a long distance. Hey, I'm in your city. What's happening? Type situation. Okay, fair. So that's he's definitely got more than one album mommies down here. I'm just for sure. That nigga slinging that pipe left, right, yeah. and center. Okay, agua papi be agua thangin at that. That's what he be doing. <laughs> so then, my second question about Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Also, spoilers for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Since Wakabi is outlawed, like in the distant far away that Okoye has to go visit him from. He's banished from Wakanda, right? In this little prison cell, wherever the mm-hmm. fuck it is. Do you think that she's allowed to take a second husband? And if she is, do you think it is Umbaku? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like 
given the circumstances, woman has needs. You know, I don't know what the the uh, what's the conjugal visit policy is for Wakanda, but it's still no. That's a that's a long distance to travel for a little dick. I think she could probably have a little thing on the side. You know, she's a powerful woman. She got to get out those urges. You know, like you see how she's on the battlefield. I'm sure she's the same way in the bedroom. So that kind of desire mm-hmm. cannot wait. So he got to understand. So do you think she's getting her um back blown not out Mbaku, with some back shots? No, that's uh, if they ever did, wow, that would be a dangerous like mountains. That you know, it would be like yo, why is why snow falling off the side of the mountain? Like yeah, they up in, up there in the in the rooms, you know. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point because obvious that Wakabi could not be more powerful than mm-hmm. his no, wife. Not like not. we saw that, we saw how that turned out in Black Panther one. So those are my Black Panther specific mm-hmm. questions. Thank you. So we can talk about what else you're watching or reading that you think has a polyamorous or could be better with a non-monogamous component. Mm, I can't think of anything right now. You know, we have been starved for a proper non-monogamous show since, since I was last on the podcast because nothing good has come out since um, Trigonometry. Did that show come back, by the way? I should check it out. Fair. Yeah. No, yeah. Nothing really good has come out since then. I've been watching Criminal Minds just to, you know, I know that the wife, watches yeah. it well or watched because it's uh, yeah. you know people and just pe- just seeing people get murdered by serial killers what is wrong with you, you know guys? that's not the point of the show i watched the show specifically to watch shamar moore and that white lady um and their ds dynamic in more co we oh, trust yeah. actually the episode, the episode where what was it he showed up at her, her bedroom i know the psych was what what's happening now yes okay so there, there are several funny episodes between morgan and garcia this entire series so one of the ones is where she wakes up in the morning and she had a fight with her boyfriend the night before and she gets called in to go to work and the boyfriend shows up at the front door and she's trying to figure out who's okay but i thought he was in the shower who the fuck is in my shower and it's actually morgan like dripping shirtless like towel wrapped around his waist so we got called to the office right and she's like, yeah okay and she like runs out like in her pajamas and everything and he's like, baby girl, what's going on? Like, why are you being so weird? She was like, I didn't mean to cheat on Kevin. He's like, girl, you just called me drunk and wanted to hang out. Like, nothing happened. Okay. I just kept you company. See, I just saw that. I just saw just the one scene of her being confused and him being very naked. No, it's not even like that. But the funniest episode that I've seen is, I think it was season nine or season 10. I think it's season nine. There's an episode where there's a sexual harassment seminar being conducted at the FBI. And the person is using examples of their conversations with each other. (laughs) So it's these phrases can make a hostile work environment. I'll be the cocoa to your iced tea. (laughs) Baby girl. Uh, Yeah. Awkward. (laughs) Chocolate thunder. And so she's just like, who blabbed? Who is the, who blabbed on us? The episode itself was not funny because it was about someone killing prostitutes, which, you know, is terrible and we should be yeah, protecting our sex workers. thing with this show. There's funny moments on it. But, but there's still serial killers. Guys. There's still serial killers. But we have to take our joy where we get it. And my joy is in Morgan and Garcia's relationship. Like in a later season, he has a kid and it's a boy. And she was like, I'm glad that it's not a girl. And he was like, you'll always be my baby girl. And I'm like, oh, look at their little DS dynamic. It's so romantic, but not like actually sexual romantic. It's more of like caregiver sort of thing. Like he takes care of her. And like when she got, but she almost died and she was like doing the stuff in her office that she was not supposed to do. He was like, baby girl, don't touch that. You wait till I get back from this case kind of shit. And he went all stern brunch daddy on her. Okay, I can see you're, you're just watching this through through dumps of eyes right now because I did not notice yeah. any of that. But not, but when you say it how you say it, it's like, okay, you might be onto something. But then again, see, this is what you always do. Just like what you did with the reality shows and the better color triad. You're like, you know, you, you find the way to, you know, short through your eyes. It's like, there's something going on here that you need to see. And, you know, you've once again opened yes. my eyes. I've, I've seen the light. Thank you. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the club. But don't worry, Morgan is not back in the new seasons of Criminal Minds, which should start back on Thanksgiving Day, by the way. There's a new season. He's not in that. But don't worry, there is some gayness finally. We got some gays. We got some lesbians. They're they're finally there uh-huh. as well. We're queering the patriarchy one step at a time. One step <laughs> at a steps, time. Baby steps. I'm getting there. 
that's where I'm at. I'm just making everything as gay and polyamorous as possible. Like you do. If there's one thing I know you to be doing, it's making things gay and making them polyamorous. Like you should. You're spreading the good word. Oh, Sham, that's so romantic. Heart. I do my best. Okay. Is there anything else that you want to talk to the people about today? We've been catching up. We've been chopping it up. They're enjoying this fun episode. Is there anything special hmm. you'd like to share with anything the fans? Anything special? You know, that conversation about criminal minds, in regards to the whole thing, you know, um, the relationship has evolved and so on. I remember back in the day, you would always say, in your mind, your polyamorous relationships are more than just your romantic relationships. And mm -hmm. I think I kind of have that in my life now. So, I have the wife. And I almost feel like I have a few non-romantic partners where I like, like hang out with one-on-one. -on -one because I am very <laughs> group-oriented. Like, I only hang out in groups. One-on-one -on -one is usually very awkward for me. But no, I have one and two women in my life that I kind of hang out with one-on-one. -on -one. And it's literally everything but sex. So it's almost like I basically yeah. have another partner who I can go to when I'm not with the wife. And it's just me and them take care of them. I, I'm always with them. And yeah, so I, I, I get that feeling that you were talking about where it's like, yeah, no, it's all of your relationship encompassed this polyamorous life i think that's what i'm living right now and you know uh, i like it you know so there's just one more wrinkle to this whole lifestyle that we live in and yeah also mm. happy to be back for 100 hey guys I'll, I'll try to make this not be the last time you hear from me you know talk to jen see if i can take some of this this work off her her tired tired fingers <laughs> yeah sham will be back don't worry i I only kept him from you for like a few episodes, y'all. Don't be dramatic. It was not that many. A few. Considering how many episodes we did for season two, it's only been a uh -huh. few. Yeah. Let's not pretend, okay? It's not that bad. But like I said, you've been working hard. We did 45 episodes in season two. Wait, really? Yes. I did. We did 45 episodes in season two. And we did 31 episodes for season one. Hello. You've been on most yeah. of them. <laughs> You know, I didn't realize it was that much in those seasons. See, again, the season thing always tricks me. Because, you know, we always do by the season. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Hey, don't worry. Uh, Papa will come back. Not not Papa Agua, what was the name? <laughs> Agua, Agua Papi. Papi, that's it. Yeah, no, I'm not Agua <laughs> Papi. Definitely not. There is no, there's no editing out of my photos. I'm sorry. I mean, you don't know. I mean, put you in the right speedo. Anything is possible. Uh, Hoochie Daddy shorts. You know, listen, bring back the Hoochie Daddy shorts. I know it's wintertime right now, but baby, <laughs> bring back Hoochie Daddy shorts. I think this should be a year-round endeavor, no, no, okay? No, support us, agenda. Yeah, we're going to need to calm down. Like, leave us be. Why? No. Let, let our, <laughs> no. Why would, I, why would I leave you let alone? Let our thighs be covered. Oh, thank you very much. No. Man. Not ever. No. Not I disagree, but thank you for your opinion. Uh, <laughs> But Sham, thank you so much for being here with me today to celebrate the 100th episode. We will catch you on the flip side, everyone. Of course, detailed show notes for everything that we talked about in this episode. Blah, 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 blah. Thanks for having me. Happy to be back. Hey, y'all. Hey, fans. Did, do we ever have a name for our, our fans? I don't remember. Are those listeners? I, I tried. Nothing really <laughs> stuck. Because Ishes, Ishes was not working. Our monogamishes, Ishes. <laughs> What up, Ishes? Yeah. <laughs> Happy to be back, Ishes. All right. Well, hey. That's monogamish, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, we could we do it one last time for like the last time. Okay, ready? Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. Ready? Mm -hmm. I'm Jen. I'm Sham. And, and we're monogamish. We're monogamish. Nah, not even close. No, we tried yeah, though. You know. It wouldn't be right if you got it right, okay? It's more, it's more <laughs> us if you get it wrong. That's more of what, of what monogamish is. Once again, I would love to thank Sham for coming back and joining me on the podcast today. You can find the detailed show notes with everything we discussed, including the YouTube links to the episodes of Criminal Minds I mentioned, at monogamishpod.com. 
you want to find the podcast on social media, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at MonogamishPod. I do post video episodes on the YouTube channel, so just go on to YouTube.com, search MonogamishPod, and subscribe to your girl. Watch the videos, comment on them, rate them, please. I really appreciate any kind of interaction you can give me on those posts. Say this with my TikToks, Twitter, all the things. Just like, like my posts, share them up, do the whole thing. If you want to tell your friends about this podcast, I definitely recommend that you do that. But first, I want you to rate, review, and subscribe to it wherever you get your pods. That is Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Podbay, Podchaser. You name it, we're on it. Okay? I love it. I love it. So share the episodes with your friends. And you know what I'm saying? Just like engage with me, engage with me, especially in this off season. I'll probably be reposting some older episodes, getting some traction on those. I would love it if you would share those episodes. Just saying, if I say something cool on the internet, which is very unlikely, but sometimes possible, possible, share those posts too. Let everybody know all about Jen and the amazing monogamous pie. Okay. Just want to put that out there. You can actually shop our merch shop. It's monogamishpod.threadless.com or you can click the shop button on the Monogamish Pod page and it will take you directly to it. Right now there is special holiday merch up on there and I am, listen, it looks damn good. I just want to say hey, shout out to Lex. <laughs> she helped me design this post. You can also get 100th episode merch specially available next week. I was hoping for it to be available this weekend, but... You know, the holidays make things take even longer. Not even gonna lie. So the 100th episode merch will be available next week. I will let you know on the social media channels when those are up and ready. If you want to support the podcast financially, there are a few ways to do it. You can actually tip me directly using any of the links in the detailed show notes on coffee, ko-fi.com slash have you met Jen, on Cash App, dollar sign have you met Jen, or in Venmo, have you met Jen. That's really me because Nagamosh Pod is an entity of me for the most part. Um, you can also subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com slash monogamishpod, where you get many things, including bonus episodes, blog posts, early access to merch, special video episodes, and more, including access to my close friends on Instagram. So you want to support the podcast that way, you can absolutely do that too. I will still be releasing my Monogamish Pod newsletter every month, even while the podcast is off the air. Maybe there'll be some bonus episodes I will share with everyone. Who knows? I don't want to make any promises I can't keep because Lord knows. Y'all know I haven't been keeping my promises very well, but I'm definitely working on it and brainstorming and putting together things to make season four even better than it was before. You know, I think it was fitting to bring Sham back for the 100th episode. I think that it just made sense. And then making the 100th episode of the season three finale also just made sense in my mind because why would I not do that? <laughs> it just, the symmetry is too perfect. So I'll be taking this off season to rest, recoup, brainstorm, and make the podcast even better than ever. That's my goal. That's what I'm trying to do. And thinking about it, I'm so grateful for all the friends that I've made through the pod. So grateful for all the people that I've connected with, people who've been touched by the guests and the stories that have been shared in this podcast. I just, hmm. That's I'm not on camera, y'all, because I don't want y'all to see me crying like a little bitch. I mean, I cry all the time, but y'all don't need to see that. It's just, it just feels really good to know that there are people who really vibe with me and the work that I do and the work that Sham's done. I just, I'm just so grateful. I, I can't express anything else but gratitude and love. And I hope to be able to continue doing this and bringing those conversations that aren't normally had to the forefront. I can say that you may see me outside a bit more for sure come 2023. There are some events that I'm in the works to attend and work with. I can't say more than that, but just keep an eye out there for me. Keep an eye out there for me. And once season four premiere has been decided, you all will be the first to know. So one last time for season three, I'm Jen. This is Monogamish Pod, and have a great night, y'all. Bye, everyone. <laughs>